You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by The Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Welcome to the Partner Podcast. My name is Scott Love, and I'm your host, and I wanted to give you a special announcement before I get to my introduction of our guest today. I launched this podcast several years ago, and I'm really pleased with how it's turned out, but I've decided that I'm going to be closing out this show. I'm still going to keep the content live. You can always find that on my website. Go to the podcast link at attorneysearchgroup.com. And I'll tell you why I'm doing this. I launched this to give a wide variety of content related to law firms. And I've learned that because my focus is on reaching law firm partners as a legal recruiter, the one thing that every partner needs more of is content on how to grow his or her practice, how to grow their book of business. So I launched a podcast called The Rainmaking Podcast, and the topic is on rainmaking, all the facets related to getting clients and moving client relationships forward. So you can go to iTunes, just type in The Rainmaking Podcast. You can go to Google, type it in. You'll find that we're hosting it on a wide variety of different podcast platforms. So check that out. I'd invite you to listen to it. If you know of people that you'd like to see as a guest, authors on books related to client development, shoot me an email. My email is scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. Let me know who they are, and I'd be happy to reach out to them and have them on as a show. So check that out. And like I said, I'm going to keep all the content for the Partner Podcast live. So if you know people that have been on this show and you want to share those podcast shows with other people, you'll still be able to do that. So let me get to our guest today. And I'm excited about this because I saw her speak at a conference and she's got some great ideas. Mary Knightlich is the founder and managing partner of EM Consulting, a leader in law firm marketing and business development solutions. With over 25 years of experience, Mary provides clients with tools to grow relationships and move client relationships forwards to help law firm partners to identify, court, and convert targets into clients. Mary has extensive experience coaching attorneys in business development. She offers training programs in business development, legal operations, client retention, and satisfaction programs. In fact, in 2017, Mary was inducted into the Legal Marketing Association's Hall of Fame, and she's also been inducted into the College of Law Practice Management. I've got with me on the podcast today, Mary Knightlich. Mary, I'm excited to have you here. And today we're going to be talking about finding your edge. Thanks for joining me today, Mary. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, Mary, I've enjoyed seeing you speak and you're an amazing speaker and you've got a great story. And I like the fact that you've been working in the legal industry for so long and you're a credentialed expert within legal. But maybe you could give us a quick overview of how you got to where you are today and the kind of work that you're doing within the legal industry. Sure. I actually, you know, I've been doing this for over 25 years and was among a small group of people who were the first marketing people in law. And this was mm. trailblazing. When I first started out, having a brochure was looked at as somewhat scandalous. And then came along the whole concept of email, which many partners just completely deflected. And then we started mm -hmm. moving into strategy and websites, which were also just brochures online, and then branding, and then actually content marketing, uh, all of it. My business is primarily focused at 
bringing business in the door for attorneys, practice groups, and law firms. So whatever we need mm-hmm. to do to get that to happen, we have sort of comprehensive services moved in, in that direction. That's great. That's great. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of the changes. I'm, I'm curious, within legal marketing, what are some of the constants? What are some of the issues or, or concepts that have remained the same over all these years? Well, I would say change is the number one. Prior to being a law firm marketing consultant, I was a strategic planning consultant on the East Coast and we moved here. And I was trained in process improvement. And I would say that is the biggest thing. There's constant change. And people don't like change. You know, not just lawyers, just people per se. And Mm -hmm. it's very, very difficult to get the buy-in. So understanding how to help people transition into new innovations, you don't want to be the laggard in new things that are coming along. You don't want to be the last law firm that decided to get email, for example, years ago. Right, right. that's right, that's right. The other concept that I see is there's, there's a lot of resistance on the part of law firms to make change, to adopt change. Firms are doing well, partners are billing, things are going along. We've been through a bunch of serious dips and depressions, even recessions, during my tenure in law firm marketing. And also some big changes that are happening with technology and legal operations. And so the resistance to, for lawyers to want to make that change when, hey, I'm, I'm doing well today, is probably the biggest hurdle in law firm marketing. Right. So that kind of ties in with our topic of finding your edge, how law firms, how individuals can kind of seek that edge. I'm sure that being flexible and being open to change can give people an edge. How would you give a working definition? When you say finding your edge, what, what does that mean to you? What exactly, how would you, exactly would you define that? Well, I guess you're, if you're looking at it as an institutional concept, finding your edge would be helping a law firm to distinguish itself by really clearly branding and understanding their differentiation of their practices, how they deliver services, how they interface with clients. That's an edge. And there are firms, for example, that have been stepped out with this concept now that in-house counsel are demanding more change, more collaboration, more predictability and efficiency in services. So firms that are paying attention to that and looking at things like process improvement, process mapping, how can I, as your outside lawyer, help you as an inside counsel or an owner of a business solve some of the issues you're having in working with outside law firms? That's interesting. When you talk about firms being able to show points of distinction as giving them an edge. Some law firms, I remember I met with one law firm manager and I said, what's different about your firm? And, and he just shrugged and said, we're kind of like all the others, but we can charge lower rates. I mean, that's not, that's not a compelling argument, is it? Well, you know, that the differentiation for them is with a low cost leader and right. what you want, you know, but I, I think People are looking for maybe something different. And I think we got a little carried away when the concept of, quote, branding came out. And firms will pick generic words like well-respected, efficient, brilliant, you know, whatever their words are. They they don't really capture the essence. I think a brand essence statement, a tagline like Nike's Just Do It, it explains what you do. And I think firms need to dig in and really look for that differentiation because it's every time I go in to do this differentiation work with firms is always there. You know, it's interesting because what you're talking about helping law firms market and sell work and what I do, helping law firms attract talent, 
it's very similar and the concepts are the same. And I remember, and one of, one of the things I do when I meet with a new firm is I'll ask them, I'll say, what can you say about your firm that nobody else can say about theirs? And sometimes you would think that I just asked for a moment of silence. We got to really kind of stop <laughs> and think about that. I think and, that's true. <laughs> and some firms have, and in one firm, I remember this, they said, well, we've got in-house coaches on staff related to sales, not just marketing, but how do partners convey in a meeting or over the phone, not like they're cold calling for business, but how do they sell work when they make presentations and things like that? And we've got four people on staff. And I said, that's different. That's all I need. I just need a couple of points of distinction that can show that you're going to give that partner an edge. You're saying to them, help me sell your firm. So one of the interesting things, I just had a conversation yesterday with an Amlaw 20 firm that's finally wanting to look at this whole big hairy, audacious concept of legal operations or looking at what does that mean, creating better efficiency, collaboration. And Mm -hmm. they're late to the game. Many firms are late to the game. But once the partners learn how to have those collaborative conversations, they can go to a client and, oh, Scott, I'll tell you, this even works with non-clients because legal departments are looking for people, want people to come to them and say, you know, help me create better collaboration and innovation. And they're even open to working with smaller and mid-sized firms, not for bet your company cases, but for a lot of other type of work and some commodity work. Right. Now, you mentioned that everyone has a why message and that discovering it can be the key to finding their edge. Can you explain that in greater detail, Mary? Yes. I became enamored with Simon Sinek's TED Talk, talking about your why message. And he purports that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So yes, I could be, what I do is I'm a litigator, but why am I a litigator? Why, or this is what our firm does, but why do we do this? And when you dig in, that's really what your internal brand is. And so when people take a moment to figure out either institutionally for their firm or personally, which is what I've been spending some time looking at, you find that why message. And for me, I've found over the years, my internal why message is I really like helping people get it done. And I like getting it done myself and I find it inspirational. So I think Simon Sinek helped me focus and pull out that my why message for me personally is inspiration. That's great. What have you done in your work with partners and law firm leaders? What are some of the why messages that you've seen among them that motivates them to do what they do? Well, that's a great question. I'll give you an example of a small firm because many people think that all this talk about you know branding, differentiation, why messages, what you do is just applied to large firms. I have a client that's an eight attorney trial boutique in Southern California. And they do something very, very distinct and, and unique. They develop, they call it the litigation analysis memo. And when I went in to do the brand work with them, we've kind of looked at what is that and how is it distinct. And they will take a, they work for Fortune 500 companies. Here they are, an eight attorney trial boutique. They win 90% of their trials. And why is because of this LAM or litigation analysis memo. And they will have a client that really wants you to analyze what the possibilities are in this huge litigation. And they would spend $20,000, $30,000 putting together this unbelievably comprehensive LAM. And they now know every single possibility that can happen within reason. I mean, of course, things come up, but they're able to predict these within hold on and wait for it 80% 
So accuracy. So in other words, if they say to a client, you know, this litigation is going to cost you $75,000, they're 80% correct. And they're winning 90% of their, their firms. So their why message is dig in, do the research, because we want to help you. We want you to know all the possibilities and help you get this done. And when they go to trial, they win 90% of the time. So they back it right, up. Right. So let me ask you this. Let's just say there's a partner listening to this that might feel uncomfortable sharing their own personal why of what they do with their clients and prospective clients. What advice would you give to that partner listening right now to kind of help them get comfortable with this concept? Well, I would not say that a partner has to share their internal guts about their own personal why message, but that they can use their why message to help to craft their distinction for their firm or their practice or how they practice incorporating it. So using myself as an example, when I'm working with a law firm or a practice group or a marketing team, I mean, I'm not all about trying to help them to inspire and develop new clients. So my why message is just built into my service, how I ask questions, how I follow up, how I engage, how I use change process to help to get this done. But I don't necessarily walk in and say, my why message is inspiration and I'm here today to inspire you. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So something that kind of happens as you get to know your clients that kind of comes out and probably they just see it. They see your passion for what you do just in working with you. I think so. But again, if you're looking at a law firm, there are some law firms that have, have great why messages about why they practice and how they practice and how they use. Uh, they're willing to step up and solve problems for the legal department. So we're not just about... Right doing this contract or this tax work or employment, but we're actually looking at you in a big picture way. And those are firms that are very successful cross-selling because they don't go in and say, hey, you've been giving us litigation for years. It's time to give us your corporate work. Right, right. So what are some other areas related to finding your edge that you would want partners to know about the work that you do with them and how they can improve in that area? Well, I think one of the biggest things is to be looking forward. When we look at this concept of how things are changing, the law of innovation, we don't want to be laggards. So we don't want law firms, whether you're small or medium or big size, to be the last one to get the fact that the practice of law is changing, that artificial intelligence is here, that we need to look in and, and make changes despite the fact that partners are doing well today. They're making good money. The firm is doing well, the firm is somewhat profitable, but it's starting to already impact, uh, for example, Walmart and Target have purchased some artificial intelligence software called LegalMation. And they have insisted that any firm that wants to work with them has to also use this. So it's beyond just electronic billing or communication. It's how we go about solving our legal problems. So partners can have an edge today by just working with their clients to find out, you know, yes, we won this case for you, or we settled this, or we were able to get this really big merger accomplished. But what can we do next time that will make it easier for you working with your department? It's a little different than client feedback interview, you can see. It's not, tell me what I can do in terms of service, or my paralegal was rude to your secretary, or we went off track and had someone who wasn't on the billing do some billing. That's part of it, of course, but it's much more uh, intense. Find your edge of how you can be that distinction with your clients. That's great, Mary. 
And tell me, what what does ice skating have to do with finding your edge? (laughs) Well, it all started when uh, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family with two world-class alcoholic parents. And Mm. when I was a young girl, I, I sort of found my joy ice skating at about six. And unfortunately, the dysfunction in our family put an end to that for me when I was 12. And I was very devastated. But out of it, came the fact that I learned skills. You know, I learned to listen for changes. I learned to try to be right. I learned to try to be likable. I learned to listen for those sea changes so that I could be on top of it. And over time, I started realizing that I could take that message, but also use it to, to instead of letting it drag me down, help me. I realized I liked accomplishing things and I liked helping others accomplish things. So I've kind of used that edge to inspire me. And that's kind of where I got this whole tie-in with the why message and where I am today. Of course, I have to say, I mean, there was therapy and Alan things mm-hmm, to get me mm-hmm. there. It just didn't happen by itself. It was a lot of work. And well, I appreciate you sharing that. And you're, you're active in, in ice skating still and you're ranked. Isn't that right? <laughs> yes. I stopped skating at 12. And then I started skating again when I was in my 40s, when they opened a rink here and soon started competing. And at this, this particular year, I'm the reigning national champion in my age wow. group. <laughs> That's, Not, great. You know. That's great. <laughs> so yes, I'm still very inspired and I train very hard in addition to working full time. So it's a full life. So you found your edge in that, didn't you? I did. I mean, it brings me joy every day when you accomplish something on the ice, even you know, as an adult and moving into my 60s. It's just amazing what you can do and you have to be proportional. I'm not doing triple jumps. (laughs) Right, right, right. But it's just wonderful. And it's a wonderful community and outlet and release for me as well. And thank God my husband and family are totally supportive of it. That's excellent, Mary. And I know that you've done some TED Talks. You're active on the speaking circuit. What, What would you like other law firm leaders listening to know about the work that you do that can help them to find their edge and help them improve in their marketing? Oh, thank you for asking that. That's a wonderful question. A lot of times, lawyers traditionally over the years and other professional service providers will do PowerPoint presentations where they have slide after slide of bullet points. My work with attorneys and presentation skills comes twofold. It's using work from UCLA, from the Design for Effective Presentations, from Dr. Madeline Hunter, about how people can remember and get engaged And now with TED Talks, it's really the principle of storytelling. Don't show slides with bullet point after bullet point, but have just a few slides that prompt you to be telling stories. Who doesn't want to listen to a good story? And then you can tie in the information at the end. And if you have this detailed stuff, you just feel, oh, the audience needs it. You can give them a handout or a link to something on your website where they can get the details, but engage them so they walk away going, my God, that guy is a great presenter. I learned a lot. He's affable. I think I'd like to follow up. This is huge. So I train people in how to do TED Talks. That's great, Mary. And that, that's something that could definitely relate to partners that want to go out and speak to build their brand for client development uh, as well, I'm sure. It's a huge part of RFP when you get the opportunity to do the pitch, isn't it? Instead of going out and saying, let me tell you about me, let me tell you about my firm, let me tell you about more about me. So what do you think about me? (laughs) That I like to transition to asking mostly questions of the client 
And the information you do tell is in the form of stories and not, you know, handing them everyone's resume, but rather if they ask for them later, we can send them. They're on the website, unless, of course, they request that you bring them to the RFP presentation. Right. So, Mary, in addition to the work that you've done with law firms, I understand you've written quite a bit for J.D. Supra. Is that right? Yes, I have. Um, for the, and for the past several years, I've had the Reader's Choice Award for having uh, being among the, the most read for my articles. They have a lot to do with these changes going on in law mm-hmm. firms. I'm happy to share the link and then people can look at the articles if there are any of them that are of interest to them. That's great. We'll certainly put that on the show notes as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Mary. I really appreciate you being on here and we'll certainly have you back on here in the future. Thank you so much, Scott. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. And if you have ideas or recommendations for this podcast, please email me at scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. For more information about the Attorney Search Group and the services I offer as a sports agent for partners who want to find a better platform, visit me on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.